This podcast has some adult words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now. Okay, welcome back to Neurotic Tornado and the Being Coupled season. We're two, three, three, four. This is the third episode in our season where we've interviewed four different couples to figure out how they make things work in their relationship. We already talked about communication and conflict. We got to know the couples, gave you a little bit more about how things go. And this round, we're going to try to tackle sex. Welcome back for this controversial episode, Jackie. Uh, how are you doing over there? I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. I'm, um, can I say I'm excited if it's a sex episode? Yeah. Okay. I, I think excitement, mm-hmm. hopefully, is, involved. is, is part, part, <laughs> part of the process here. I'm, well, or, you know, I'm traumatized and scared and I don't know if I can get it up. It's the other uh, way to handle this episode. I wasn't sure episode. if I was going to arrive. <laughs> and on the other hand, I, I arrived too <laughs> soon. <laughs> Of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got our sex jokes out of the way. (laughs) Which sort of reflects our own awkwardness and kind of, well, it's hard to talk about sex, huh? Yeah. It's not an easy thing to talk about between two people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gets a little more awkward when we go into people's houses with microphones and try to talk to them about it, both on our end and on their end. It was a little challenging. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of share with you some of our uh, failures and successes mm-hmm. here and kind of just talk about sex and coupling yeah. throughout the episode. Yeah. You and I have been talking about that New York Times article we saw um, about... Oh, yeah, it's called, here, I got it here. First comes sex talk with these renegades of couples therapy. And it, it has many interesting things. I think we might use it for the basis for a lot of elements of this conversation. One of the things that I really liked about that article was that other therapists, well, that therapists out there, that hasn't been the priority to talk about sex. Now, you and I aren't therapists. That's not what we're doing. But if it's a difficult thing often in therapy to talk about sex, yeah, then to talk to other people about their sexuality, then, of course, it might be something that's uncomfortable for us. There's no real rules about it. One of the therapists referenced in this article is a woman named Dr. Tammy Nelson. And, you know, she says she trains therapists on how to talk to couples. And she said one of the critical things she wants them to ask the couples on the first session is, when was the last time you had sex and how was it? And he says, why wouldn't you talk about sex to them is her point. If you're not talking about sex, you're perpetuating the idea that they shouldn't be. Yeah. And that just won't help the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that was something, uh, too bad we didn't read this article before we mm-hmm. started because we were not so Good direct <laughs> with them. <laughs> People don't talk about it. So to sit down with friends often and to bring up sex, my experience is I'd like to talk about it and I... Um, I'm interested in what other people's experiences are, but I have this um, belief that either people are just uncomfortable with it or having such a great experience they don't want to brag or having such a shitty experience they 
don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it, it definitely is a, a lot of landmines in, yeah. in every direction. Yeah. We um, kind of stumbled our way through asking them about their sex lives. <laughs> so did you, and you guys don't have to ask, answer this if you don't want, did you, how, how quickly were you, uh, did you? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, sex is... Yeah. Uh, we you actually just to... came right out yeah. and said it. <laughs> but, uh... I am wonder if you guys would talk about your... How how are the, 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 the sex question? Okay, the sex question. There's the sex question. Oh, do we have that? Do we have... Oh, Ron David? No, I don't know what we put on. But yeah, yeah, so how does... Um, what What is your question related to the well, sex? when you have sex... <laughs> What are you looking for? <laughs> so, so that was our attempt. We are impressive. End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It was a little awkward, but mm-hmm. we, we still... You'll see we uh, during this episode, we still got some information uh, out of it. Mm-hmm. And if you... If if you're longtime fans of Neurotic Tornado, you'll remember that episode 18, I tried to bully my wife into a conversation about sex, and it also had some stops and starts and awkward moments in how to approach the topic. Where are my notes? I can't do anything related to sex without notes. There Okay, we already discussed how this is dangerous territory. Okay, dangerous territory. No, because this is where we really dip into some boundaries where we maybe don't want to say every single thing we've ever said in private, in public. That's true. (laughs) I am uncomfortable with you even admitting that. (laughs) But okay, here's why I wanted to talk about sex. We went out recently with... Two couples that were very fond of. And they were talking about how they're currently having the best sex of their life. Each couple's mar- had been married like, over 20, 20 years. Over yeah, 20 one years. I think was 28 years. And the other was uh, seven uh, years. That was closer to 20, but. Yeah. Previous to that, we went out with a couple speaking about. Not having sex at all. A dearth a dearth of sex is Yeah. Which as I understand it means dirty sex. No. Okay. No. So maybe we need a safe word. Like if you say John has a long mustache. How about uh, how about blueberry pie? Blueberry you say blueberry pie. <laughs> blueberry pie. Which is and a, then you'll be like... And then I'll have to cut the mic. Yeah, okay. But I, I still wanted to talk about the fact that we live in this place that isn't the best sex right now. What? Well, it's not... We aren't what you call... All right, it's a not... A couple who is... The top priority when we get home is like, where and how is the sex going to go? Yeah, that's true. That's not that's not how it is. Yeah. Family life doesn't make it super easy to do that. But we also find ways to keep sex in our life. That is also true. We're not one of those couples that can say, "Well, 
we haven't had sex in two years. And I know several couples in that situation. So that's it. So all that crap was All the right, well, thank thro- you. No, Thanks no, for no. Listening. That's just the throat clearing. <laughs> now we get into the guts of it. I'd like you to take off your clothes. <laughs> that was pretty odd. fake. I don't even think don't the microphone know. believed they that. Don't know. <laughs> so there's two elements there going on. One was it's awkward to talk about sex to your partner. It's extra awkward to talk about sex on the microphone so anybody in the world can listen yeah, to it. Yeah. But also we were um, we're in one of those taboo areas where the sex isn't perfect. But this is this is the thing that is so fascinating to me about the the whole thing is here you are in a relationship for eleven years. I'm in a relationship for twenty eight years, um, and not that Bill and I don't talk about sex, but it took us a long time to get to the level that we're at now. Which were you talking about? Were Bill and I the one of the twenty the twenty eight year? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were one of yeah. the couples we went yeah. out with, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, where we went out, and uh-huh. where you're like, yeah, the sex is great, uh-huh. and it's gotten better. Yeah, it's gotten it has, and so. Yeah. But the the thing about it is, for me, there was a point where it was like, this is a person that I have committed my life to, and I want to be able to talk to him about anything. Um, and yet, there's this area where, I think we've been trained in some ways, like, this is something you don't talk about. Yeah. About uh, your own personal experience. And I've, you know, I had always wanted that. I, w- I want to be able, not, not all the, you know, down and dirty details necessary, necessarily. I mean, although sometimes I think there are things that people don't know and they wonder about and, and don't yeah. feel like they can talk or yeah, they just, feel very alone. Yeah. And I think there's many layers to it. There's the very mechanical aspects mm-hmm. like go left, not right. right. Uh-huh. But then there's also uh, the more emotional or more the bigger picture aspects mm-hmm. of it. Now, so where would you say this might be hard to answer? But so you've been together for 28 mm-hmm. years. Where do you think things shifted? Like how long into it did things shift, and why do you think they shifted? Well, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> just a, pretty yeah, easy yeah, on yeah. the spot <laughs> question. <laughs> I would say it this way, that we started a conversation the very first time that we had sex, um, that it's continued, but there were periods of times where there was more silence than talk about some of the struggles we were having, and um, well... I was someone who really jumped right in to sex, and that was the exciting part for me. That was what was really appealing, was the the unknown. And that when I got to know someone, when they became more of a friend, and, and if you remember back when we talked to the hedgehog couple, how fascinated I was by the fact that they waited and they were really good friends. Actually, I think there maybe were a couple of the couples that really knew each other on an emotional level before they did sexually, and I hadn't done that. So becoming, becoming lovers and then becoming friends... I said lovers, yes. Yeah, nice. Okay, so, but having sex first and then becoming friends in, as a partnership, um, that the intimacy somehow took the charge away. So then you, know, you just have to relearn 
uh-huh. sex yeah. with, intimacy with intimacy as part of yeah. the and it's, formula. Yeah. For me, mm. it was it was more scary, but uh, being able to continue to um, we we continued to have sex and to say we're that maybe my my head isn't here or my body is kind of disconnected, but I'm still um, we're still trying, we're still having sex. <laughs> that was one thing that was really interesting for us to say, you know, I'm not feeling so sexy this week. Let's just still have sex and see how it goes. And, you know, just, you know, it can be short. We can go watch TV afterwards, but let's just keep at it. And some of those times the sex was just as uninspiring as it seemed like it would be. (laughs) But sometimes it was like, that was amazing. A surprise. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Often it would be that person would even have a better experience because I think it was the surprise. Yeah, right. It's like, oh shit, this is good. I forgot. All right. So let's start with the horse couple. And just to remind you, they're the couple that started off in psychodrama. And let's hear from them. What do you hope to get or experience out of sex? That's an excellent question. I will let Mary answer. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny any of the above. Um, it's a very broad question. Well, you know, at different times, uh, each of us has wanted sex a, a little more or less than the other. So there's that. There's a quantity question. And then, uh, as far as uh, quality questions, no. What are you hoping to get? Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would say it's connection, and it's, it's, it's. Oh, you know, it seems like sex is inherently. It can be um, sort of a abstraction too. I mean, with all the excitement, so it's like you have to remind yourself to be to bring your focus back, and, and instead of um, letting it be more of a motor skill kind of thing you know uh and and just going for you know the orgasm Uh um the the quality difference um because it's different things at different times you know i mean it's always uh something that can be improved so uh we have separate conversations about quality and then it kind of reaches it doesn't go on very long it's like it's like we're both protecting each other's feelings. Isn't that what, what all couples do? It's like, oh, I don't want you to think that you're not, you know, the cat's meow. Come on. You're doing great. You know, but meanwhile, there's a billion things you're not saying. really is talking there about the difficulty of expressing our own needs and just that sort of that it can feel maybe a bit treacherous yeah there's so many places to be to get hurt feelings Uh and um it's a not an easy place to talk about now we also in the course of that conversation with them we talked about other kinds of needs that maybe trigger the desire to have you know towards sex but I don't get the tension one, though. 
release I tension. I sex because I want to release tension. Yeah. Oh I my never God. understood that when people oh, said that. Oh, I totally that. get that. No. <laughs> but then I probably carry more tension than you. <laughs> In my oh, vagina. Apparently. It depends where the tension is, I guess. Yes. Because where is the tension? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Am you, I going to regret you, this later? I was going to say, are you going to let me keep that part about you admitting? What do you? What would you think of me if you didn't know me and you heard that? Or if you did know me? Well, I'd be... I was surprised. <laughs> but, um, but not that... But... Um, even though it's a joke, I mean, or it's a funny joke, I, well, I think there is a very important aspect yeah. of it, which uh-huh. is relieving tension seems uh-huh. like a very legitimate reason, reason. for sex. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, there's another, there's a mental thing, which is, get me, I'm always brooding about something. Mm-hmm. And during sex, that brooding stops. Oh, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm carrying tension in these other places mm-hmm. that sex makes go mm-hmm. so i mean i do yeah. think s- sex serves all these other purposes yeah. i mean there's all these other mm-hmm. psychological and physical reasons for it yeah yeah and i think i mean f- when i think about like th- this i i i could be totally embarrassed that i said that but i think that there are people who will relate to that the tension in the vagina oh yeah um i just i think that it's um part of i think there's two things i think um I assume most many people will experience just like I'm horny. Yeah. And also for me that I carry, I mean, I'm a person who's just, you know, I carry a lot of tension in my body all over. And <laughs> sex is a pretty cool <laughs> release for that. Yeah. You know what I picture is I, during one of my explorations of different types of films, I watched a lot of Fellini films and I was so jealous of the way it seems like that the couple was having sex and then they'd be smoking a cigarette in bed afterwards. But there yeah. was something so relaxing, uh-huh. you know, like that there's uh-huh. no more tension yeah. and now you're smoking and mm-hmm. at ease. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but there's something yeah. there. There's, I have this experience. I would be so interested to hear what other people have to say this and I hope that people will respond and you know, say if I'm the, the lone wolf out here. I'm I don't sure we'll I get am. a lot of yeah, yeah. Uh, posts on our Facebook page <laughs> oh, yeah. if we just say, do you have tension, tension in your, your vagina, vagina? <laughs> your penis, your yeah, anus? Yeah. Where do you carry your it? tension? <laughs> so let's go to the Chihuahua couple. And uh, just as a reminder, they're the artistic couple. Right. He He's the painter and she is the writer and graphic artist. Uh, whoa. Sex? that's enough right there (laughs) I think we are both um, pretty um, um, this is fun you know Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we're Uh, you know I I read like well we we know lots of writers and they'll write about sex and they're like you know I I think we both react to the writers. It's like, oh my god, you know, then my head blew off, and I had a religious experience, and <laughs> and you know, and everything in the universe shifted. And I'm like, really? Okay, I just had a good time, you know. Right. And it's yeah. like, I, mean, I think we're both kind of like, well, this is this fun sort of bodily need, and and bodily well, need. I mean, you know, I guess. Well, I don't know. There must be a better way of saying that, but um, <laughs> you know. But I mean, but, but there's just that. It's, it's a <laughs> 
it, there's a pleasure to it. I mean, oh, I think yeah. that's actually often <laughs> overlooked yeah. because uh, an easy answer would be like well, that we need our souls are connected or something right, like that. Right. But there's also the part, and then there's the other side, which is I just like to fuck. I, I think for me, it's more like what did you say? The what was the first option? Well, I mean, one, one <laughs> extreme is like souls are connected. Oh no, the second option, and the one is just like I like to fuck. I like to fuck. That's oh, yeah. pretty that's much. It, that's you. That's that's probably more of it. <laughs> and this is my best friend, so let's let's have some fun together. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that works yeah. for me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a, there's there's this slight bit of ritual about it. You know, we have like the little. Votive candles and the little thing, and we got a little last yeah. thing. We put the candle in, and you know, <coughs> excuse vanilla. me, he's off to take a shower, and so I get to get the candle out and I get to light it or whatever, and you know, and yeah, we have like put red, the dog in the dog bed, and yeah, you know, get so the dog he, out of the way. Gets- <laughs> and then there's we have red Christmas tree lights that we turn on yeah. because you have red lights on on a body and everything looks good. It looks so much better. I don't have to feel embarrassed <laughs> it and like better. shy. Yes. And, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And it's, you know, it's different every time and it's, you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's like um, going out for a really good meal or something, you know, a restaurant you've never been to before, you know, where it's <laughs> like, oh, wow, that was great. That was, I'd never had anything like that before. You know? I'm going to take on, home a doggy bag Ritual. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I love that they pay tribute to ritual because, I mean, I think that's an important part of yeah. the whole experience. And what I also like is some of it's a little, like I find at least when we do it, some of it's very sexy. Some of it's a little silly. Mm-hmm. But the whole the whole thing is fun to do together. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we're connecting or we're like, ah. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't done it, the red yeah. lights. I mean, I, yeah, the red lights. I, I, I want to try that. I, you yeah. know, the older I get, the uh, more yeah. enhancement would be. Yeah, I just have a a, a very bright strobe light. No, no, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know what that would do. We have a disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just all, we're all um, shimmery. Uh, no, I I like the thing that I think about ritual, and I think this is so true in many other areas of life. Uh, is all of those things are anchors, so they're a way of reconnecting to the last great sexual experience. If you know, if, if, if you have a series of good sexual experiences, it isn't that you have to do it exactly the same every time, but that there are certain things that are anchors to that good experience. Oh, that's a cool way of looking at it. Yeah. The Chihuahua couple had some more really interesting things to say about sexuality, and we're going to share that with you in the next episode where we explore attraction and also explore gender roles. Because if you remember, Stephen is attracted to men as well as women, and in his paintings he is often wearing a dress, and so there are some really cool elements that we kind of wanted to dedicate uh, an episode to related to that. And now we're
we're going to hear what the hedgehog couple has to say about sex. So I, I want to I get back to this moment of going from friends to something more. Did you, how, how quickly were you, uh, did you? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you, you didn't wait until after you were married, right? No. Did you? No, we waited no. a long time, though. We waited a long time. So it was after you were engaged. Yeah. Yeah, I am so impressed. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah. Sherry still won't let me have sex with her. <laughs> no, that, that's really sorry to derail that conversation. No, but, um, thank you. I just think. I mean, I think it's really cool, and I um, also wonder if there was if that was scary for you when you finally did have sex. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something we talked about first, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know made a decision about before what was the decision was it just a, like an amount of time or like a a, a point that seemed no i think it was just a sense of we're that we were ready the relationship was ready mm-hmm. and uh and probably it was that simple you know mm-hmm. i think to a degree we we're very cautious with that um and you'd be willing to be engaged beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what, I can't remember what I was like at 20, but I mean, just thinking about like being willing to, wanting to be married, but not knowing what that, what that part of the relationship is like is a, ri- a different kind of risk to take. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think either of us were worried about that. Yeah, that's wild. They're yeah. very, very different creatures than mm-hmm. I know. For me, I was terrified about how sex would go, and I was sure at any point that it would destroy the relationship if it didn't go well. It's because you had you had been. It wasn't like the first time you were seeing. Yeah. So sh- Sherry, or yeah, because at first we realized we kind of liked each other, but mm-hmm. we'd been friends and in a writing group, and so we treated it with caution for a little bit. Not 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 too long, but you know mm-hmm. maybe. It was several several weeks before we got too physical, and maybe more than a month before we had sex. But the whole time I was thinking, "Oh shit!" I mean, it was like the other shoe dropping. I don't know how that cliche works, but <laughs> particularly the, connected the, with the shit. other the other penis <laughs> dropping. No, but just that that like until we had sex, I was not confident that we could be a couple. Uh-huh. But you were also concerned that having sex could potentially destroy really ruin things yeah mm-hmm. but i also felt like we need to figure this out yeah. we need to know okay yeah um yeah, yeah i don't know yeah. what kind of what were you like i mean like how could you how would you handle like not knowing what sex is like with a person that you're i mean in this case they yeah. were engaged so yeah. they knew pretty yeah. confidently that they uh-huh. were for each other right. i was I, well here's a little story for you <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> when bill and i first got together so I was someone who pretty quickly hopped in the sack with the person I was with. I mean, that it just seemed like I, I didn't have a really uh, 
great sense of patience or comfort with that. And I think it was it was how I connected with men uh, or thought I was connecting. I wasn't, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met Bill, we went out on a number, well, several dates, probably three or four dates. Um, and I, I mean, on the first one, he, he gave me a hug goodbye. And I think probably on several, well, that's really probably all he did um, for several dates. And I f- was concerned that maybe he just didn't, you know, he like was going to like me as a friend, but not as a potential sexual partner or partner. Um, so one night he invited me over to dinner. So I went to his house for the first time. And um, we he cooked this fabulous dinner, which we hardly, I hardly ate any of because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate and, to that. Yeah. And then we um, started watching a movie. And um, uh, I kind of got real close to him and anyway one thing led to another and soon our clothes were strewn across the floor and we were in the bedroom is and that because <laughs> you, you had second-rate clothing or <laughs> the flimsy clothing that just <laughs> fell off anyway we so so after we had had sex bill goes darn it he says i was going to date you for six months and then we were going to just be intimate but not actually have sex for another three months. Wow. And because I really, really, really wanted to you know, get to know you and um, be friends. And I said, well, you never told me any of that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that on the spreadsheet. <laughs> and thank God he hadn't. <laughs> but it was really interesting. He was very scared about... Um, he, you know, he was really scared about getting into another relationship, and um, he wanted to experience friendship first. And yeah. I think it would be would have been a really interesting experience for me because he would have been the perfect person for me to do that with. Yeah. Um, but it also would have been really scary because that was my fallback. Um, sort of, you know. I mean, it sounds weird, but safety place was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's wild because. Uh having sex kind of changes the landscape a little mm-hmm. and in some ways yeah I, I i mean i don't know I, i'm sure it just for every type of person it works yeah. differently when yeah. it when it's appropriate yeah. to have sex well i i mean and i will say i mean in retrospect now i mean i was much younger and i think i was very unboundaried i would not it's not what i'm i'm certainly not endorsing my way of doing it because I don't think it was a very yeah. healthy or functional thing um, and and yet with Bill and I there are a whole lot of other things going for us that um, we got together and stayed together and he's been my only partner for 28 years sounds mystical but you know in a sense a deeper connection that is only shared with this one other person right that is a unique experience uh for us to have and uh so to be able to share that and have that is i think reinforces the relationship yeah it's the intimacy and the connection Mm -hmm. it's great fun is all fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. I'm going to write that down just to make sure Sherry yeah. has, knows that that's my answer too. Uh, uh. 
So one thing I like from that New York Times article is what one therapist, Dr. Nichols, has learned from kinky couples that could be helpful to all couples when it comes to sex. Because the kinky couples have all these rules and boundaries and rituals associated with sex. And you can use these same elements for the more vanilla kind of couples. And so he's talking about bringing in some of these qualities that kinky couples already know. Which is so, this what was cool about it is, is that they said, kinky couples plan sex. This is uh, Dr. Nichols. And they simmer for days in advance. They emphasize quality of encounter over frequency of encounters. They pra- And then she goes on to say they practice variety and exploration. They don't judge a partner's desires. They discuss and negotiate sexual acts. And they make a clear demarcation between normal couple zone and sex zone, allowing them to be totally immersed in an erotic space. And, you know, another thing from that article is Dr. Klein, the marriage and family therapist and sex counselor, questions the existence of pornography addiction. And since no one has the right to a pornography-free home without consulting his or her mate. That was really interesting because, I mean, I, I think there are issues with pornography about, you know, where it comes from and what kind of exploitation is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. T- so, so there's that qualifier. Yeah, that that, that is. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I mean, because a lot of pornography, particularly on the internet now, is you know, people. So, I mean, I'm just going to be the downer on that. And I think that a lot of people get freaked out by their partners looking at pornography as a way of somehow it's a reflection on taking away from me, versus this is a way that you go build up a sexual charge and bring it back to the relationship in the same way that. I may see some person out there that I'm attracted to. I'm not going to go out and have an affair with them. I'm going to bring that attraction back and say, wow, I saw someone today that really, really, I found really attractive and I'm bringing it back here. Yeah. And it could even do something that's just like, even if it doesn't bring it to the Mm -hmm. relationship, as long as it doesn't prevent sexuality, you know, like sometimes just like the relieved tension, uh-huh. let's say, oh, yeah. in my case, theoretically, let's just say <laughs> this week it happened that I might have been horny and Sherry mm-hmm. wasn't, and I just whacked off to some porn, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there that, that, that doesn't necessarily help our sex life, but it doesn't necessarily hurt it. Right. And this yeah. one time, you know, as long as it's not, I know some stories of, you know, men who like, I mean, just my particular example, men, it could be either gender, obsess over pornography and don't want to have any sex with their partner. Yes. No, no, mm-hmm. that, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you just like to do that, and I think also you can explore all these possibilities mm-hmm. in a in a safe space, you know, just see, mm-hmm. oh, I, I like that weird predilection. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I think the other thing is in terms of um, – in the same way, like, is it okay if your partner masturbates, and is that something that's open or not open? It's okay. Oh, I thought you were oh. just—I uh, just kidding. <laughs> you were just double checking with me, <laughs> Sherry. It's okay. <laughs> but but you know, I think that kind of thing, like like if if I'm upset, if my partner, if Bill is—I mean, to me, it's just like such a non-shameful, okay thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So so, and then there's another thing about all of that. 
which has to do if if a partner decides they don't want to have sex anymore. We we have known some people who've just like I don't I'm not interested in sex anymore. And so then what happens to the other partner who is still interested in sex? Um can they go outside the marriage? You know, what do they do with that? Which will be an interesting that would be something I think that we'll talk about in maybe another season. Yeah, it would be interesting to talk in another mm-hmm. season about that because I really enjoy all the possible angles on this, you know, whereas there's some open relationships and some closed Mm -hmm. and some very sexual and some not sexual. And I think every angle has something interesting uh, to think about. So this, I mean, all of this, that's what's cool about this New York Times article that I think I liked is it led to some very interesting discussion. And um, I hope, you know, maybe people will Check that shit Check out. Check that shit out or, you know, <laughs> or that this discussion will lead to another discussion. Yeah. More more to come. Did I tell you about that silly video I did? Um, I thought I thought it was going to change the world of busy couples mm-hmm. and it did not, but it was how Sherry and I worked through some of our issues with mm-hmm. both we were both very busy, and so we didn't have a lot of time in our week. And we have various, like, quirky interests, sexuality. And so we didn't have time to explore, time or space to explore that. And so we came up with this game to work through our issues. And yeah. so I did a video. Mostly people just averted their eyes and didn't talk to me for the week. Um, <laughs> but... Um, called time-based sex you know this, sh- i'm not actually saying anything about having watched them. <laughs> right. well how about i show I, it to you yeah, right show now. it to me i want to see it okay okay here we go so picture this you and your partner are busy as hell Okay, this is UV from the future. Sorry to interrupt the video, but I realize you can't watch a video in an audio podcast. So let me sum up real quickly. In addition to making fun of myself and pretending that I have a sexual fetish for alien mermaids, in this video I also talk about a game I created called Time-Based Sex, driven by how busy my wife and I are and how we still wanted to explore sexuality together but couldn't find the time or space for it. So in this video, I explain the rules to this game we uh, came up with, which involves giving each person a certain number of minutes, say four or five minutes, and during that period they decide what happens during that time, whether it's something like a massage or something more sexual or whatever they want. Of course, you need to make sure each person feels safe before doing this kind of stuff. But anyway, you rotate between each person, you know, setting a timer until you just don't care about the game anymore because you're so into what you're up to. So anyway, I just explain a bit about how and why this game worked for us. If you want to see the video, go to this episode's show notes, neurotictornado.com slash 27, which will have a link to the video. Okay, so now let's jump to the end of the video, and you can just pretend to the UV and Jackie of the past that you already saw this video, and I won't tell those assholes your secret. Thanks. Might be totally unnecessary for a lot of you, but it worked pretty damn well for us. That's it. Have a sexy night. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so I got to see that one. I said, no, I did not. <laughs> I can't believe I missed it. Oh, people, <laughs> if you have not seen this video, 
go to it now. <laughs> it's going to be in the show notes. It is so good. You're such a talent. I just I love stuff that you do. I can't believe that it didn't get picked up. It's great. Oh my god, yeah. And nobody like you know there was like a period, especially when I did ones like that were like all like productivity porn. You know, like the apps I use, they would get shared everywhere, or the literary ones that would get shared. Yeah. And then I and did this one. It was just like crickets. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well. Maybe it will. I mean, people who are listening to this episode and interested will listen to it, and I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah, and I mean, it it tapped into the challenge we had, you know, because mm-hmm. we kept thinking, I mean, this was, to be honest, where we were at in this phase in our life is, you know, we had a three-year-old, I forget how old he was, but maybe two or three, and it was like, we used to enjoy sex, we still think we like each other, it's not happening, mm-hmm. and we know we had these, like, predilections that didn't actually have to do with mermaids but there was like no way we could get there so we just thought how can we just force it into our life without it without us having to like quit uh, like calling sick for the whole day yeah yeah and so this was a way like Mm -hmm. oh in 40 minutes we explore you Mm -hmm. we went all over the place and back you know like the chihuahua couple where they just they taught they seemed to have be very tapped into the fun part of Mm -hmm. things and, you know, we, we kind of – early days, we were tapped into the fun, and we forgot about that. And mm-hmm. this was a way to get the fun in there. Yeah. But we also found it worked with the intimacy stuff, too, because it would be like, for four minutes, I want to do this other thing with you. Um, oh, I love with that. Re- with mm-hmm. closeness. Mm-hmm. So the way it helped us is whatever you felt like was lacking or you mm-hmm. wanted – you had a longing to um, – get engaged with Mm -hmm. whether it was pure sex pure fun intimacy Mm -hmm. uh, you just sneak it in yeah well and it's about asking for what you want yeah being very clear and very specific rather than hoping that the person will read your mind that's been so huge for me is being able to say whether it's you know an emotional or physical kind of connection or you know to just be able to say i want you to lay down on the bed with me and hold me yeah right and and to, to just be very and then when I get it to know that that's happening because this person wants to give that to me not oh you only did that because I asked yeah and yeah. one thing we found interesting is that one person might ask for something and you're the, that person might be thinking oh when my time's up it's not going to go but the other person might want to continue that yeah. and uh-huh. it's an interesting dynamic uh-huh. in yeah. a kind of a low stakes way yeah. Yeah, that's great. I that's a, I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think what I like about it is that idea that yeah, it doesn't have to just be about sex. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's important for couples to talk about sex. It's not always important for couples to be interviewed about sex and have that broadcast. Here's what we learned from the feline couple. And there's one other thing I think it's important about us, and that is that I think we're both uh, fundamentally quite private. You know what I mean? Like, we're not... Like, you you wouldn't be into, like, doing, like, getting recorded for... Uh, <laughs> right, for a was. podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But we always take a few minutes here. <laughs> No, it's a funny thing to say, but 
but uh, it is a funny thing to say because of that, because of what we're doing right now, and also because we're both in the theater. And this would be a perfect time to transition into cock rings, I thought. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Let's do that. Well, yeah, so actually, now we just thought, we, you know, there's a few funny stories we heard along, a lot of funny stories we heard along the way as we did this interview process. And from the horse couple, we really enjoyed uh, an amusing anecdote they had about cock rings. And we figure out, oh, might as well put it in the sex episode. <laughs> what better place? <laughs> and so here we go. Like we went, got in the store one time, and this is going to sound funny. I don't know if I told you the story, but they, we went. I went to the sex aisle at Fred Meyer, and they had this little little toy of some kind. I don't know. <laughs> you put it on your penis, and I can't so, believe you're talking about this. <laughs> But anyway, you are free from the sex right, conversation. No, right. I just kidding. so we decide: should we buy this ring? Should we not buy this ring? I'm like, don't we know we're 50? I mean, shouldn't we know everything? Is this really going to do anything for us? So anyway, the whole way to the checkout counter, we were just having the <laughs> laughing about things we do. Like after we used it, we try to take it back to the there checker was a guar- and say, there was a guarantee. This really didn't work. There was out a guarantee. You and will so- have these pleasures, and so we <laughs> or kept your on money back. yes, and we kept on wanting to bring it back saying i'm sorry we'd like to trade this in you, for your two cock ring is not working for not us working. anyway all the way you say for two cantaloupes yeah. <laughs> i i had to fix something so the humor yeah so then when we go up to the store and we're just we're you know the whole way just remember that was like an hour and a half yeah. we were in the car rolling over returning the cock ring for, yes that was, giving it, or giving return. it to our friends in a bag and say hey if you're running by could you turn the return this for me? You know, just all kinds oh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We had like hey, a whole. If you're running by Target, would you mind returning my cock ring for me? <laughs> you know, I mean, the fucker cost me twenty bucks. I could really use that cash, and there was really no pleasure whatsoever. So. It's it's relatively clean. Uh, so what was the question? Yeah, uh, <laughs> so what was the question? <laughs> oh. How do we go from that to ending this whole thing? Yeah. Huh? Well, we we made it through uh, an, a sex episode. Yeah, we did. I feel very satisfied. <laughs> um, if I were 25 years younger, I could say I am up for another round. Actually, <laughs> uh, we do have another episode that touches on this stuff. We do, yeah. We're going to spend some time next episode. We heard some really interesting things from two of the couples uh, talking about gender roles and also about attraction and sexuality. And we really want our listeners to hear that as well. So we've um, got that episode coming up. Yeah, so check that out next. If you want to check out the show notes, which will have links to the article we discussed, the video we discussed, and other topics that we think are related and interesting, go to neurotictornado.com slash 27. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash neurotictornado. Yes. Just about this episode that we've just done, um, and any of the episodes we've done, we just really hope that people will um, start some conversations with their partners. Uh, partner, uh, partners, however that goes, uh, about 
in this case about sexuality. If there's things that you haven't been saying, maybe you can begin speaking about it. Maybe you can look at the time-based sex video of UVs. It's really great and a really good tool as well as something pretty funny. Yeah, and then you could be the the first person to watch it in a long, long time. And the first person to give us a review on iTunes uh, about the... Yeah, right. And what you can do on iTunes if you are uncomfortable giving traditional reviews is just talk about your sex life on iTunes. Um, <laughs> right. Give us a one-star review about your sex life. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. no, we, no, want, no, we want five-star <laughs> reviews. <laughs> okay, you're more optimistic than me. Um, all right, so we'll see you soon, and maybe we, let's close out with... Uh, uh, arguably unrelated clip from Mr. Show. So, take care. See you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye. Evie. Bye. Bye, Jackie. This year, the winter storms have left us overstocked and up to our necks in cock rings. At Cochrane Warehouse, we've got the largest selection of new and used cock rings in the tri-state area. Over three miles of cock rings. Stainless steel, bronze, leather, mahogany, sandalwood, and even stained glass. And all the latest styles, including the Dillinger, Pheasant Under Glass, the Brat, and Old Ironsides. So follow this little guy. Any cock will do! To Route 59, just south of Santa's Village, for cock rings, cock rings. Cock rings. In this season, remember the poor. Dust off your old cock rings and cock ring warehouse will pass them on to needy families at no cost. 